The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino! High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. If your business needs a new application, then developers will have to write code. A lot of code. If an application needs to be modernized, then you'll need time, resources, and caffeine. If that sounds daunting, then you need Watson X Code Assistant. AI designed to multiply developer productivity so you can generate code quickly. Let's create a more modern foundation for business with Watson X Code Assistant. Learn more at ibm.com slash code assistant. IBM. Let's create. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth now. Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. And this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. And uh, so today, uh, we're going to cover something briefly, which we're going to cover on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast, but the alliance between in college football was announced yesterday and it has far-reaching impacts, even though that there's no signed agreement. Um, Jerry Jones, Cowboys owner, is he's acting like he's really interested in social issues and the vaccine and all of this stuff. But no, it's all about the Cowboys and selfish interest. Uh, the Curries might as well be America's family because uh, apparently America loves to hate them. And I don't get the irrational hate uh, for the Curry family. Only fans backtracks on their 
on their ban of sexually explicit content, which was supposed to go into effect October 1st. And we knew it was going to happen because they didn't want to be Tumblr. Uh, Candace Owens gets sued. Nirvana gets sued. All a part of canceler consequence. And of course, the best of social media. And you guys can get a hold of us. I'm Matt. I am M A D at unafraidshow.com or shoot us a text message 818 293 7547. That's 818 293 7547. All right. So um, we, we'll start at the beginning, though, Ralph, uh, at news that broke yesterday. And it's not the alliance because we're, we're going to get to that one, but it is the fact that, that Steph. Steph and Seth Curry's parents, Dale and Sonia Curry, are getting a divorce. And this is national news, right? Partially because you have, you know, like they're Steph's parents. But, you know, if LeBron's mom was getting a divorce, I mean, it would make news for like 30 seconds. But Sonia is a baddie, like she's super pretty. She seems like a good charactered individual. Um, His dad, like... Steph's a good dude. So it's like these have to be quality people to raise two quality of uh, three quality human being children. And can I th- ask how we got here? How what do you we mean? get here with how, you said that they're like America's family? Um, it depends on which America, probably. Like, I think we're probably half Kardashian, half Curry. Yeah. Um, but how did we get how did we get here? How is it? How is it Steph? He's not even like. He's not super magnetic. He's vanilla. Right. But the see, but thing is vanilla is the most popular flavor of thing. Yeah, but yeah, but difference is is that Steph's got superpowers, right? He's a he's a normal man who has superpowers. He's not Thor who was born a god. You know what I mean? Like half god, half what what whatever. Like that's that's LeBron. You know what I mean? Like he was born on third base, born, actually born standing on home plate athletically, physically, all of these things. Not to take away from his hard, hard work, but still. Um so and, but, Steph, Steph is the Peter Parker. Yes. Yes. He's he, he he's Spider-Man. You know, or even he's like, yeah. Yeah, he's he, he's Spider-Man because I, I was gonna say Batman because he's just a rich dude that has all these power, but but no, Steph was just a normal dude that you know that got bit and he's still a regular guy, and but he has superpowers. In the Bay, it's not, but Peter Parker's in New York. Steph is in the Bay. I I just I've always wondered what the fascination. I I get it, this, but basketball is not even the most popular sport. I get it on some level being a massive basketball fan. What I don't get is how big Aisha got, how his parents getting a divorce is trending for multiple days in a row. She's pretty. Do you do you understand that being good looking people helps out? Because I don't. I don't know. What do you, what you <laughs> Dude, so okay, when when they show Sonya Curry at games, and when they show Aisha at games. People are like, I've been in in places watching games with 20, 30 people, and they're like, oh, damn, boy, 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 Sonya and Dale get a divorce. I'm shooting my shot, homie. Steph Steph better not leave Aisha alone. And then Aisha has her own stuff going on the cooking, the the magazine, late July, all all of this other stuff. 
But it was the thing that kind of took her hate to it is that she's very public about supporting her man. You know what I mean? She yeah. she she doesn't really jump bad with the media like she used to just because of what happened previously. But she's clearly about her man. She had that one article when she said that she does get a little bit jealous and tired of the groupies and all of that stuff, which is like normal stuff. And she just said it out loud. And then people comment about her weight. They comment about everything. And she's and she's in even better shape now. She, I, I think that there is. Like people have a natural tendency to want to tear people down, but it is though interesting that Steph, who's a good dude by all accounts, that people want to find a way to tear him down. But now that his parents are getting a divorce, the fact that his parents' divorce is so like so much news, I think it has to do with that you would think that his parents we're living out the same values that he did that that Steph does, right? But they they've both been hurling allegations of cheating and all of this stuff around and I've always wondered I'm like how are you married for 33 years and then you're like, "Oh, no, it's time time to call it quits at this point." That's the part that's always struck me as weird about it. Not no 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 judgment because I understand that people have different situations, but that's always confused me. I mean, are we chalking this one up to COVID? Uh, I, it's just the interest. Uh, okay, okay. I'm going to tell you on air what I told you off air. I really don't like how involved the internet wants to be in the personal life of the Currys. It feels like everybody kind of has problems, and it comes and goes, and the same characters are going to make a joke of it because that's how they cope and that's how they deal with things. And, yep. and, 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 and some people are going to make judgments because that's how they cope and that's how they deal things. Some people are going to go inward with it and, and because they can't do anything without ref reflecting and relating it back to their own personal experiences. And then you're going to have a, a giant group of people the you know, the people in class who are always like, Shh, but they're making more noise than the people. Who yes. Are yeah. <laughs> so then the people that are trying to smack all those people down are what makes it trend. Because yes. They're because it's yeah, like they're like, stop talking every... about Stefan, Stefan and, and, uh, and when it relates to Sonya and Dale, that's his parents' personal business. Right. That you actually because 99 percent of people are saying they're using their names, which is what makes it go to the top. However, for some reason, every time Steph Curry trends for anything, the funniest people on the Internet. The absolute funniest people on the Internet go all in like that is their Olympics. That's yeah. the moment, whether it's Dell. I mean, Aaron Hernandez. I'm not even going to explain. Why, oh, Aaron so Hernandez trended all day today. Okay, OK, tell tell him. Tell the people why Aaron Hernandez was trending. One of the allegations was that Steph Curry's mother cheated on Steph Curry's father, which if you're our age, saying Steph Curry's father is pretty funny. Yes, like, exactly, because he's Dell Curry. He's Dell Curry, member of a team in which their starter jacket was so popular that if you didn't have one, you get beat up at school. <laughs> like, yeah. like he was a member of a team that was kind of OK, that was 10 times more popular than it ever should have been. 
because of just the media appeal and 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 star power um back then out of a city that i live in now in charlotte where i don't understand how that ever happened because this is kind of a super small town even for a bigger city um yeah so but del curry if you're in your 30s in your 40s del curry is not steph curry's dad steph curry is del curry's son (laughs) right so so we're talking about we're talking about them like they're like charlie d'amelio's parents or like uh, or like uh chris jenner or something where the kids were more famous and then it made the parents more famous and so uh, but the allegation that was tossed about was that a former new England Patriots tight end, um, had had a relationship with Steph Curry's mother, Sonia. And, uh, and because of that, Rob Gronkowski's name was trending today. Aaron Hernandez's name was trending today. Um, like, 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 did, did these people not have forethought to be like, oh, wait, 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 she's in her 50s or 60s that that she would have had that she was not having an affair if this, if this was true with a 20 something year old that that know that know that this is actually Steven Johnson, a guy who was drafted in 1988. <laughs> I just like out man. of all the Patriots tight ends, like they didn't go like Ben Ben Coates. <laughs> no, they went straight to Aaron, Aaron Hernandez. Oh my gosh! I I just man. So again, the funniest people on the internet go in hard every single time the Curries are involved, and I feel bad because I got a lot of empathy for the Curries. I don't think that they. Uh, it, it just it it feels like they also for for the most part remain fairly private considering the level of fame three championships um there's definitely a lot more stuff out there surrounding kevin durant lebron james okay um, could people could could you be a person could you be a person that has all of this attention and then trends for or your parents trend for this and people are talking about shooting their shot at your mom they're putting up the mark jackson clip which was totally creepy because i was watching that game i was like i know he didn't just say that about sonia curry on the on the tv did he he do a musburger because remember when brett musburger made uh uh oh aj uh, mccarran's famous no yeah yeah that was aj mccarran's I'm talking uh, about the one before. I'm talking about how Jennifer Sturger got famous when she was at Florida State. Wasn't that a Brent, Brent Musburger joint? I don't remember what he what he said. I don't. I, there was just the the uh, never underestimate the level of horniness of television <laughs> watching Americans on a Saturday. <sighs> Man, I just the whole thing makes me. You know me. You know this makes me uncomfortable. Also, I don't know if I've laughed that hard in months. Because isn't it, it again, isn't it funny, though, that when you see something like like this, you're like, this is gross and abusive. But you're also like, damn, this is funny. It's the same thing I do with like gross foods and smells like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Honey, you got to try this. Yep. <laughs> I don't know what that is in our in our nature, but I, all I know is the Internet has it out. Oh, oh, family. So so that's what I was asking you. If this was you, could you take it and not stay silent as competitive as you are? Oh, you can't do that to me. First of all. The other day I was having a back and forth with somebody on Twitter who had like two followers. Yes, because you're competitive. Okay. no, 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 no. Let me explain myself. Let me let me let me educate people on me and who I am. 
I'm going back and forth with somebody on Twitter who has like two followers mm-hmm. and I'm only responding in video clips uh, of songs about loneliness. So like they would say something to me and I would post a clip of like lonely by Justin Bieber. Cause the only reason they're having this conversation with me is cause they got nothing better to do. And at the end of it, it probably goes about 45 minutes. And my wife says, you just gave that person 45 Thank minutes. Thank you because you're life. competitive. Hold on. And I looked at her and I said, you're assuming there's anything in this world I'd rather be doing. (laughs) It's not a matter of competition. Some people sit down and they watch a television program to entertain themselves. I don't strike first. I don't strike first. I will will hold somebody's attention who wants to give it for a while. That doesn't mean that I'm competitive. I'm not trying to... I've been playing fantasy football for 20 years, finishing fifth every single time. It doesn't bother me at all. It bothers me a little. I would like to at least lose in the playoffs. But, like, I've been finishing fifth for 20 straight years. I'm I'm okay. I haven't been driven insane by that. I don't think, I don't think it's competitive. I just don't – I don't know how to explain it. I, how do you think I would react is, if I finished fifth for 20 straight years? You put the proverbial controller through the proverbial flat screen. There, there's the the answer is there's not a. I would turn over every fucking stone. You would in hire the wor- a fantasy football consultant, pay them handsomely, and like and like and have them in your ear. You would be you would call them three times a day. You'd have a fifteen minute conversation about every roster move. I have done nothing to improve this. I still draft without a. I still draft from memory. I don't what? have a guidebook. I never have. In dude, dude, dude! I have a a a stack of papers this big before my. Oh, my fingers keep getting smaller. Um, before my draft, like at least an inch thick of the order that I'm going to draft players players in. And I have it in a PDF, so I use two computers to draft. One to keep the draft up, and then another one to, to sort through all of my, my notes, which are on an Excel sheet, so I can sort through them. And then when certain people get drafted, then it auto-adjusts to the next person that I should pick. I bring a blank notebook, and I write down the players that I drafted so I don't forget them the next like when I go home so that I know who they are in between the time we drafted and the time they get uploaded. If it's a live draft. Oh my God. I'm in a fantasy league. I'm, a, I'm in a fantasy league this year that I've been in for a really, really long time. Um, a really long time. And in this fantasy league, it used to be like 150 bucks a person this year. They like trip. It's like 500. Yeah. It's 500. And it was on honestly like a friend of mine who is really, really good. Uh, at fantasy, I was like, man, I'm just gonna, let's just co-run this team. All I care about is a draft anyway. I always finish fifth, so that just goes to show you. Like, I, 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 there are some things that yes, I, I can I can be a little bit overboard on, but for the purposes of answering your question, could I handle the internet for even one day doing to me what they do to Steph Curry? Probably, probably not for the first few minutes, but then it's like trying to mop up the ocean exactly at some point you just it's just it's just noise it's just everybody if it was if it was five to eight people who were being relentless you know i would give them all my time yes and i would and i all of my time if it's everybody 
And if they're talking if about it, if, it's eight, hot, if it's 80,000 and 80,000 people are talking about wanting to get with my mom so much that a dead murderer is trending <laughs> on Twitter. Alleged murder. A dead, an alleged, a, a definitely dead, alleged murderer, alleged, n- not even playing for that team guy is. Man, if that was happening, I don't even know. I, you just, you get, you have to be able to get numb to it. So do you think that I could handle that? Yeah, because I've seen Florida fans. <laughs> I've seen Florida fans. And and this is a little red meat for anybody who hate watches this show. I've definitely seen the the responses to the nuclear bomb tweet. Oh my uh, god, that's funny. <laughs> yes, I absolutely do think that you could handle. I don't know on that level. And the funny part is, is territory. that is that I could nuke. I could drop the nuke right now. You yeah, that's the pro- That's the biggest problem. Oh. Is that is that so many people are asking for the uh, nuke, but there's we never got involved. (laughs) But there's a responsibility in dropping the nuke, though, right? Is that there is that there's going to be a lot of collateral damage. If it's dropped, you know, what I mean, like like it's one it's one of those things that even after getting proof of this. Like, so it was alleged at the time. I've since gotten proof. But now it's one of those, you got what you asked for, but now the level of responsibility now is so damn high that it just won't blow up, you know, certain people. It would blow up everything. Yeah. Like, like, like to, like, like, like to the point of, the athletic department would have to fire the coaching staff. And then what athletic department? They'd be gone too. Yeah, exactly. So then the collateral damage is then you can't play football. If you can't play football, then the women's softball team, the swimming team, the track team, all these people who had nothing to do with it are impacted and they get blown up. So maybe and, the time to blow it up is after the season. And and a big a big a big giant and is it's not like it's something that couldn't happen to a bunch of other schools. Like we we're just in a situation with that whole thing that it has taken some absolutely wild turns behind the scenes. There's a lot of reporters working on it right now. I have a bunch of regrets about ever being involved in it in the in in the first place, but I we don't cause it. We didn't do any of it. I don't. I've, I've, I'm kind of past. I'm kind of past caring. But when it comes to when it comes to all of that nonsense, I've seen the amount of people that are in your DMs. I feel like you could handle it. I feel like you have friends of yours, uh, it, people who run in your circle, people who you know who actually have been through it in the yeah. last few months. Yes. And they seem to be fine. Yeah. And then there's people who invite it. There's people who see it as a as a, a net benefit. Um, to have the your name on people's tongues, whether it's whether it's good or bad, people in media um, or elsewhere. I don't, and I don't think you're one of those people. I don't think you want your name trending because everybody's pissed off at you. I think there's a big piece of you that that wants to make sure that everything is done the right way and to advance completely on the merits of the content that you produce. I. Uh, I'm only out here because I like talking to you. If I disappeared, like, like I said, 
and like I said, if I if I won the lottery, like eight people would know where I went. So, uh, but even even though you and my wife have both publicly agreed with each other that I would probably still be on Twitter, still causing trouble, yes. I don't feel that way. I, bro, I don't. Bro, you absolutely would. Bro, there's there there's no way you are too invested in this, bro. You are too invested in this, like too invested. Um, all right. The next thing up is Jerry Jones. So he made some uh, very interesting comments and it was about the vaccine. It was about, um, you know, about what teams should do and what people should, should, should do. And I just thought it was self-serving oh uh, here, here's exactly what he said on 105.3 the game i'm sorry 105.3 the fan in dallas everyone has a right to make their own decisions regarding their health and body i believe that in completely until your decision as to it as to yourself impacts or negatively many others then the common good takes over and I'm arm waving here, but that has everything to do with the way I look at our team, the Cowboys, or the way I look at our society. We have got to check eye at the door and go forward with we, your Dallas Cowboys, are doing that. So I'm like, and that sounds good on its surface, right? It sounds like Jerry Jones really cares about people. He wants people to get vac vaccinated and thinks that that's the right thing to do. But in reality, I thought about it. I was like, hold up. This is selfish. This is him about the Cowboys. This isn't about society. This isn't like he said. It's not. Because if it was, and he feels how he feels, because he was like the Dallas Cowboys are doing this, then he would make vaccine requirements to come or negative test requirements to come into the star or come into Jerry's world for their games in AT&T Stadium. So this is a self-serving statement that he's trying to make look like it's a big, you know, push for society. How does it serve him? It makes him look good. And then he wants his entire team vaccinated. That way they don't miss games. They don't get contact traced. All that sort of stuff. That's why. So you're saying like... <sighs> This would be the thing that people talk about virtue signaling. Yes. Where you just stand up and, and say, I'm good, but you don't actually have to do anything to prove it just so that you're not counted amongst the people who are not good. Mm, no. See, I, I think that he really meant it as for it in his mind. Like, yes, this is great for society, blah, blah, blah. But what but then comes the aspect of what are you actually going to do about it? You know what I mean? Right. Here's. I'm just going to give an example of something. I, this is going to end with me being accused of being anti-vax, and anybody who knows me knows that uh, that's not necessarily the case. I believe very, very strongly that it should be a choice. I believe very, very strongly that when weighed and measured, and probably discussed with your doctor, if you are. If you if you are healthy, if you don't have underlying uh, health conditions that a vaccine would exacerbate, that the that the choice that you're making is like an all expenses paid trip to Disneyland or eating a fart. 
Like, but I do think it should be your choice. I do think it'd be, it, it should be your choice. I have to hammer that home over and over and over and over again that I, I do think that it should be a choice. Now, people are getting aggressive, and I, I do sympathize and understand why. I got some experiences going on in my personal life right now with people I know who are who don't seem to grasp why people are being so aggressive um, toward pushing people to get get the vaccine. There are a lot of naturally distrusting people. There are a lot of naturally against the grain people yeah. who I don't think you're, you're going to convince with any amount of evidence. And you're definitely not going to convince with everybody screaming at this, them at the same time that it's a good idea to go and get vaccinated. However, however, you do have to question whether or not you are doing good by piling on people who don't think like you because if if you're basically saying jerry jones is out here saying hey everybody um i'm also like you and think everybody should be vaccinated and it's for the common good and the only reason that you're saying that he's doing it is to virtue signal and to draw attention to himself without actually doing the things that would probably be necessary to ensure that those values he's espousing get taken care of um i i I'll look at a guy okay peyton powell from rutgers okay, okay. Peyton Powell tweeted yesterday, the University of Rutgers has made the COVID vaccine mandatory to attend school and play football. Therefore, I have no other choice but to enter my name into the transfer portal. So what Peyton Powell is saying to everyone is, I'm not getting vaccinated, right? He was probably smart to shut off the replies for this tweet. Yes. But because he shut off the replies, he's been quote tweeted almost 2,500 times. See, but the but the craziest part about it, though, is, is that I don't think that people who are making this choice understand that the walls are closing in on you, that that this is like people who want to not be vaccinated. The walls are closing in there. There there is no escape. You're not going to be able to get on airplanes in in the next year. You're not going to be able to go in stadiums. You're not going to be they, like it's it, it's one of those things. It's, it's almost like where where people when it was like the civil rights movement. Right. And yeah. people wanted to be like, no, I'm staying in the good old days. We're staying in the good old days. We're going to have segregated water fountains. I'm not buying into this school integration. We're going to go to a white only school, whatever. The walls are closing in like there's no there's nowhere for you to be where you can't be around other people where you can't like. The vaccine walls are closing in. The FDA just approved Pfizer. They're going to approve Moderna probably next week. You've already seen colleges and universities say that you can't go there unless you're vaccinated. That's going to continue to increase as the ICU beds are continuing to be full. If that weren't the case, then they wouldn't do that. But and big, statistics at this point in time are brutally, yes, brutally, overwhelmingly pointing to the fact that people who got the vaccine are not taking the brunt of the consequences of the Delta variant. OK, we're talking like in some areas, nine out of 10 ICU beds being filled with people who were unvaccinated and the one vaccinated person already had cancer or something yeah. like that. Like, but and, don't and you think that the walls the are closing in? Yes, I do. I do, but at the same time, I don't want them to be. I want 
Yeah, but they are. That's the you can want. I I mean, I'm talking about like there's a difference between what we want, because I agree with you that it should be a choice. All of these things. But you have to see the temperature in the room. And I told a bunch of NFL dudes this this summer. I was like, you're going to have to get the vaccine unless you I was like, neither one of the three of you is a superstar yet. So if you're not a superstar, you're going to have to get the vaccine, period. Because they're going to make roster decisions based upon that. And if you so happen to get cut, there's no way you're going to get picked up if you're not vaccinated because of the way the protocols work. Right. So that brings me back to this Peyton Powell thing. Yeah, Michael Turk from Arizona State managed to get over to Oklahoma, the religious exemption for not wanting to get vaccinated. How many people are going to be chomping at the bit, champing at the bit, I guess is the right way to say it, to get Peyton Powell on their team after he's getting roasted by the whole country, including... New Jersey.gov, the actual state site. Are you serious? State Twitter account for New Jersey corrected him and said, Hey, Peyton, it's Rutgers University, not University of Rutgers. Find a vaccination site near you. Dude, like, I on, guess, a, on a side is, note, is, is it? It's always funny to me when people who are either committed to a university or go to university, mess up the name of that university, whether it's University of Florida or Florida University, and you're just like, yeah, I go to Florida University. You're like, what? How do you not know this? Because college, it's very, very important to realize uh, that college football prospects don't do what we do and spend all our time watching football because they are playing it. (laughs) That's that's probably the biggest part of it. But I just... I don't think it's a good look for everybody to be piling on one person. Like, it's just not like, do you think that your voice is going to rise above everybody else's to be the thing that convinces Peyton Powell that this is what needs to be done? There is a culture of virtue signaling. There is a, a lack of recognition that if everybody's being aggressive, then maybe you don't need to as well. And there's a lack of understanding that, again, almost half this country is not vaccinated. Almost half. And, and I get that there's a gray area in there of people who are half vaxxed at this point in time waiting to get the second dose. Almost half the country is not vaccinated. Everybody's going to have a different reason for why. And if you want to be truly effective, you you need to get them to a point where they're willing to have a conversation with their doctor, with their doctor. Like, that's the thing that needs to be encouraged is if somebody is like, hey, vaccine's got microchips i saw it on conspiracytheory.net the response needs to be like did you talk to your primary care physician about what's best for you yes exactly like did you if it's like i I don't think this vaccine is gonna uh ever let me get pregnant or i'm I'm breastfeeding right now it's gonna it's gonna mess up the the breast milk did you talk to your primary care physician your obstetrician your the um the people who are going to be delivering your baby did you have this conversation with them it just it, that that needs to be the the primary focus is to get people face to face in front of people who actually do this for a living because they know that you and I aren't doctors. Yep. They know that they're not doctors and they think that they're just part of this cacophony of opinion and liberty and freedom that exists out there but the truth of the matter is the vaccine and a doctor will tell you this the vaccine is a training program That's all it is. It's a training program for your immune system. It's like going to the gun range if you bought a gun and learning how to fire it so that if you're ever in danger, you know how to use it and you don't get yourself in bigger trouble or injured or killed. Like 
the vaccine exists to train your immune system to combat the COVID virus. We have, in the same way that I said almost half the country is not vaccinated, over half the country is vaccinated. If there was a massive, massive immediate issue, we would know at this point. Yep. We would absolutely know. So just take the time to go to your doctor, talk to them about your medical history and whether or not the COVID vaccine is the right thing for you in your situation. Overwhelmingly, they're going to tell you yes. And so maybe that's why you're avoiding it. But at the end of the day, it's still got to be between you and your doctor because you're losing, like George said, you're losing the option for it to be between you and your doctor. It already came out today that one employer is going to charge 200 extra bucks a month just to ensure unvaccinated employees. It's going to hit yep. you in your pocketbook. It's going to hit your in your ability to move around, to be a student, to be an employee, to be a friend, to be at school. Are these things fair? Probably not. Would they be less of an issue if people weren't listening to some seriously questionable sources for their for their information or if people weren't so low information in general because of their distrust for for, for, for media? No, no. If people were going to their doctors to have these conversations with their doctors, we would not be in this situation at all. Yep. So now now back to the Jerry Jones thing. I think that it was self-serving of 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 him, but that's how I got into a conversation with a couple people today about the vaccine. It was funny because I had a conversation with two people who refused to get the vaccine today because they don't quote unquote I don't know what's in it. Okay, I I am not a and because if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know how I feel about vaccines in general, all of these things, right? I am not, I, I'm not on board. I don't trust big, big pharma, all of these things. But in this case, I think the benefits outweigh the risks, all, all of this stuff, like in terms of overall, because you're trying not to die in a situation that you're anyways. But um, so I talked to two, two people and these are people that I've known for quite some time. And throughout our history of discussions about our life, I know for sure they have had unprotected sex on multiple times on the first night. They have also bought gas station sex stamina pills that they share that they've shared blunts with other people that they have also um, that they've taken Coke and taken Molly which you don't know exactly what's in it. They can cut it with whatever. They could have fentanyl in it and kill you. But then they're like, no, 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 no. I don't know what's in that vaccine, no. And I'm just like, that. it's not the, so I'm not judging them on whether they want to take it or not. I think the line of reasoning is where I draw the line. I'm like, this is stupid. It, it, it's the reasoning, not the actual fact that they won't take it for for me that's the thing that makes makes no sense okay i mean then let's get it in pill form and, and you can it snort it <laughs> you can so that it'll be uh, a good time i don't i don't know i don't know what the answer is i it, it's it's a matter of it's a matter of unknown people have been using drugs as long as there's been drugs yeah Right. People see the consequences of other people using drugs, especially dr drugs that they don't know where they came from um, or just grabbing pills out of medicine cabinet or whatever. We've seen the consequences 
we've weighed and measured these things over time as a society. People have made the decision of what they're willing to risk with the vaccine. With the vaccine. It really depends on who I think your bubble is. It really does. Because we just we we've gotten so detached from being fully educated on what the process is of the things that we put in our body before we ever have a choice. You know, one of these things that like one of the replies to the, to the Rutgers kid has been, so you were fine with getting all these other vaccines that you had to have in order to be enrolled at Rutgers, just not this one. Well, guess what? He didn't have a choice. <laughs> Most people don't have a choice over yep. the stuff that, that their parents take them. They get the needle in, in their arm and then they, they move on with their life. This vaccine, this particular vaccine, if you are uh, over the age of 18, takes you making the decision yes. to go and get it. And people are absolutely terrified of of the unknown. Yep. They're terrified of the unknown. I remember listening to something um, with the guy who played uh, Jim from The Office. His name is escaping me um, right now. He's a mega star right now. And he directed John Krasinski. He directed The Quiet Place, The Quiet Place 2 and everything like that. And he talked about the fact that one of the things that made The Quiet Place so terrifying is how long they went before they showed you the monster. Same as Jaws. The yeah. amount of time that you let people carry in their imagination what exactly the monster is, the more you tap into what they're afraid of. Because if they're going to access fear, they have to identify with it on their level. Yeah, People who get this vaccine are adults. The adults that are getting this vaccine are all afraid of something. Every single one of us is. My greatest fear in the entire world is losing my ability to recall. It's not better than anybody else's or anything like that, but I value it. I value it. And so if I was ever in a situation where I felt like I was not uh, able to retain my mental fa faculties um, in a way where I was forgetting people's names or putting other people in danger or not knowing when to pick up my kids or, or anything like that, th like that's my biggest fear in the entire world. Okay. When it came out that long COVID long COVID in some people is affecting their memory. That would have been all the reason that I ever needed to hear to train my immune system with a vaccine in order to uh, combat COVID because my biggest fear is losing my mental faculties. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> there are a lot of people who have been told by very dubious sources, the vaccine could do this. The vaccine could do that. We just don't know. And when it comes to what you don't know, that's a lot. And so you can place your imagination upon those things that you don't know. And all of a sudden the vaccine could make you magnetic or paralyze you or keep you from having children, which I know is a, a big thing or endanger your children in some way what if there's an adverse reaction to this vaccine and i can't be around for my kids you know the what if game with the vaccine has become huge and then there's also the part of it that that, that got partisan donald trump told people to get vaccinated just three days ago and a few people booed him audibly in alabama in a state where 99.5 percent of icu yep. beds are full and at one point some of the cities there were running a negative 30 deficit on icu beds so like it I think what it really comes down to is a lot of people are afraid and a lot of people are afraid of a whole bunch of different things, whether it has to do with COVID or the vaccine. How do you belie people's fears? How do you address people's fears 
in a way that is patient and love because mandates are not they're not they're not it they will push some people over the edge because their greatest fear is inconvenience when you tap into that market of people whose greatest fear is being inconvenienced or losing out on on their ability to make a living and stuff like that then you're pushing them into a, a decision that they wouldn't have made otherwise but for a lot of other people one of their biggest fears especially in america because we're trained up in it your biggest fear is the government your biggest fear is uh the thing that helped us become a country which is we're afraid of how much power king george could accrue and exercise over his people across the sea therefore we're going to overthrow it all and we're going to celebrate liberty for all time and always be wary of the boogeyman the federal government well guess who's helping roll out this vaccine and so there's going to be people who who are afraid for that reason I don't know, man. I don't know. This whole thing is getting incredibly frustrating because, again, for the millionth time, I want it to be a choice. I don't want people to bully other people. I don't want there to be a bunch of virtue signaling. I just want people to go to the effing doctor yep. and talk to their doctor about what is right for them for the love of God. Right. All right. Uh, the next thing up. So OnlyFans has decided that they are going to reverse their target, re that they're going to reverse their decision to ban sexually explicit content. And I find that hilarious, dude. This is because, the I told you so segment? Yes, this is the I told you so segment. And then after we got off the podcast, I was like, hold up. Do you know who they would be if they stopped sexually explicit content? They would be Tumblr. Do you remember how many people used Tumblr? And then and it was actually growing not only just for the uh, for the porn on Tumblr, but it was growing because people actually used their their Tumblrs for specific business purposes and with their life and all of that. But then you come to find out that once they banned the sexually explicit content, Tumblr fell off the map bro it was one of the most it was like one of the top 20 websites in the country to then all of a sudden tumblr is is, is it still up tumblr yeah i i think if i remember correctly yes Yahoo yes it is it. still it is still up and it's still you know uh the 116th ranked site in the country but People aren't using it the same way that they used to. Like it's continuously falling down the ranks. Do you think people aged out or do you think it was really um, that it was really a series of decisions that they made? Because I do know that the parent company of Tumblr is the same as the parent company of Rivals, who I do uh, have a site that's affiliated with. And that's Oath, um, which is part of Verizon. I don't. I don't know. I honestly don't know who our business daddy is to quote John Oliver. Um, but the microblogging thing, I mean, part of me wonders if it's just that you can do that on Twitter and Instagram. Yeah. You can't do you, It can't be as explicit, obviously, but Twitter and Instagram are still relatively popular. I just wonder if people aged. I just wonder if people grew up a little bit because I can't imagine people who are 38 right now spending four hours a day on Tumblr. Exactly. Exactly, bro. It's a it's turned into like almost like a social media site that's like Instagram, but significantly less popular. 
and and people aren't using it for the same purposes, which means it's very difficult to monetize. So that was a calculated mistake. And being that OnlyFans is subscription based, how can you afford to keep the lights on and the and the AC blowing if you get rid of the thing that if you get rid of your ability to charge fees? So they said they went to their banking people and they've got approvals and all of that stuff. When I was just like, dude, people are looking at porn. So they will if you force them to use crypto, they even though it's a big barrier their their desire to see the sexual content would actually encourage them to get educated and buy crypto do you that 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 the barrier to entry for crypto for some people is very high because they don't understand it they don't know how to convert it all of that stuff but if it came to to whatever their vice was if 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 you had to figure out how to use crypto to get on, it cost you 99 cents to use Twitter every year, Ralph. 99 cents, but you had to pay in crypto. How long would it take you to figure it out? I would mine crypto myself. <laughs> That's exactly. So, so, and the sex industry and the porn industry is one of the most... Not for the workers necessarily, but for the companies and all that. It's very profitable, dude. Very, very profitable. Sex sales. It is. It, it, it is the world's oldest economy. I think probably. Yes. It's, you know, I, I always remember that. You know, the what followed the gold rush? Uh, cheap immigrant labor and prostitution. Yep. It's the thing that <laughs> that that America that America was 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 really built on was. Uh, um, trying to find a way to get enough money to participate in vice-based industry. <laughs> yep. Because exactly. if there's no incentive to participate in vice-based ind- industry, gluttony amongst them, I'm including gluttony, um, then, uh, then I don't know if people would be putting in 40 hour weeks at plus. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if they would. Exactly, bro. Exactly. So we we knew that this was going to happen and it ultimately happened. Um, the next thing up, which we're going to talk about on the Pac-12 Apostles podcast. So you guys go download that in addition to this Right or Wrong podcast that you need to subscribe to uh, wherever podcasts are found is the alliance between the Pac-12, Big Ten and ACC conferences I thought that it was notable. I think that if they actually do what they said they're going to do, that you may actually, and which they're going to block playoff expansion at least until 2026. I thought that the biggest play here was the fact that this is more about money and the college football playoff and a battle between the networks as much as it is between the conferences themselves. You're you're right. I spent a long time yesterday trying to figure out what the hell all of this was about. And it, it really felt like filler. It really felt like, I don't know if you've ever been to a meeting where it's like, all right, we're meeting to establish what it is we do here. <laughs> yeah. Like um, a meeting to establish the rules for meetings. <laughs> um, and most of it was just sort of like non committable, non definable, corporate speak 
Um, like oh, I think that some of it's coming out though. I, I think that they just didn't want to give up all the all the goods. The scheduling stuff consolidates the power of conferences in a way that I don't know if the schools want to would want to acknowledge. I think the schools are always going to want to do what's best for them. Yep. Um, but when it was explained to me by you in that way of like this is this is really about the college football playoff and keeping. And, and and being able to survive because if the SEC has one year where they place four of eight or seven of 12 into yeah. the college football playoff, they absorb all the money and incentivize anybody who is worth anything to actually want to be part of an SEC super conference. Um, th- so this is the best chess move available. How the Big 12 was not included on any of this remains a little bit outside of my uh grasp george i don't know if you can help me mentally okay figure out why the big 12 if they want it to exist the way that they say they do is not um participating in this alliance or i guess what would i guess that would make it too obvious it, it would be far too obvious the alliance is everyone but the sec hold 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 on though check this check this out i think that you're on to something there that the big 12 may be a silent partner right But can you imagine a world where Texas and Oklahoma are forced to go back to the SEC because the other conferences won't allow expansion beyond eight teams or they'll want, you know, two group of fives and plus like having a cap of a max of three teams in the the playoffs. And now Texas and, and Oklahoma would be like, whoa, bro. We've actually limited our own access by moving. Maybe, maybe we should go back. Well, Texas, Texas limited their own access. Period. They're they not- haven't won a league championship, the Big Twelve, since Vince Young was there, and they won a national championship in 05. 16 right. years without winning the Big Twelve. Everybody else has won it. I mean, Iowa State's won it. <laughs> You've had everybody win the Big Twelve except them. Well, and and of course Kansas because they stink. I do remember that uh, our guy Rudy Carpenter led Arizona State to a 10-win season. They had a strong argument for a BCS appearance, and they ended up playing Texas instead, and Texas mopped the floor with them. Um, And that was – but obviously, because ASU didn't make a BCS, then that wouldn't have been anything really that special for Texas. I want to feel like that's like 2010 was the last time that I remember Texas being pretty – relevant I, I mean it's still fresher in my mind the year that texas tech had michael crabtree and went well 11 and one or whatever with a yeah. three-way share of of the big 12 or or, or or whatever it was that that happened there i do know that it has been a very long time since like <laughs> this is gonna be so bad because there's there's people at texas that I'm, I'm a huge fan of and i do want them to um but I, I, I do think I would love to see Bajan Robinson in a New Year's Six Bowl going crazy. I, I love that kid. I think he's going to be a Heisman finalist. However, however, Texas is dangerously close to BYU status for me. And I don't mm. mean that as an insult. I just mean more important to my dad's generation than it is to me that Texas becomes stories. Okay. You know? I, and I think te- Texas was already close enough to that 
without going to a conference in which if they were already going seven and five, every opponent's going to be a little bit harder. That means that you're still going to go seven and five (laughs) or will they? Will yeah. they just because they get that? I mean, one ass, game ass, against- assuming assuming that their coaching is good, that uh, that Sark is a good coach again, right? But if I you mean take that a that uh, that a seven win State. Sark, yeah, yeah, but he's seven win Sark. He'll get you seven wins. I he want won't them, get you I nine, want, but he'll get you seven. I want them to do well. Um, I do wonder if Sark knew when he took the job that the possibility was. Um, to, to move to the SEC? He had to. Ooh. He, he had to have, bro. He had to. As far as Oklahoma, because I feel like everybody's beating up on Texas, what I want Oklahoma to understand is the fragility of, of those 10-win seasons. They can go away. Yeah. Ask USC. Ask them. Like... USC and and I'm not I'm not equating I'm not equating going to the SEC as losing 10 scholarships a year for a few years in a row. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Okay. However, what if you in your first year in the SEC go 8 and 4? It's not guaranteed that you'll come back. Mm. Yeah. Not. Yeah, cuz like, I mean that's what that's what happened to um Kevin Sumlin over at Texas A&M. He, he got you eight or nine wins a year, but that wasn't good enough. You can, from your position, even if you are in a weaker overall position, you can establish yourself so firmly that you have a grip that you just don't let go of. I feel like Ohio State is in that position. I feel like Oregon is trying to put themselves in that position. I feel like Boise State is in that position. I feel like in basketball, everybody knows we're talking about uh, – Gonzaga. Everybody knows we're talking about Gonzaga because yeah. they are getting one seeds from a mid-major and they're getting top 10 recruits from a mid-major because all they ever do is win. When you can look at somebody and say like, hey, we're like 120 and six in our last four years. Yeah. They don't in their head because they see you playing in March. They don't think, oh, but that that's not going to prepare me for the NBA. Yeah. Like they see like, oh, they, they went. And so if you're at Oklahoma and you're like, hey, we're knocking on the door 12 wins every single year. Nobody's looking at and saying like, yeah, but it's not against the SEC. <laughs> That's the point. We're knocking yep, on the door exactly. 12 wins every single year because not everybody in the SEC can win all the time. Yep. Te- Texas A&M had the ability to pay a coach $10 million a year despite going five years in a row not finishing better than fourth in the SEC East or West or whatever. They didn't finish better than fourth is my point. Yeah. And they still had the ability to turn around and pay somebody 10 million a year. The SEC is just different. You could end up like A&M. You could end up with top 15 recruiting classes, fourth in your, in your division. Yeah. It's possible. Uh, uh, Oklahoma needs to be careful. Um, yeah. Uh, But I I think Oklahoma will be fine because I think they are talented enough. 
The following is a high five moment from highfivecasino.com. I won! Yahoo! Private, put down your phone. This is the army. Sarge, High Five Casino is a social casino. It's on your phone, goes wherever you go. I win free spins, cash, prizes, free daily rewards, over 1,200 games. I won again! Platoon, present cell phone. High Five! High Five! Casino! Casino! Win at High Five Casino. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Conditions apply. See website for details. High Five Casino. When it comes to ensuring your company has top-notch security practices, things can get complicated fast. Vanta automates compliance for SOC 2, ISO 27001, and more, saving you time and money. With Vanta, you can streamline security reviews by automating questionnaires and demonstrating your security posture with a customer-facing trust center. Over 7,000 global companies like Atlassian, Flow Health, and Quora use Vanta to build trust and prove security in real time. Listeners can claim a special offer of $1,000 off Vanta at vanta.com slash special. That's V-A-N-T-A dot com slash special for $1,000 off Vanta. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing. And of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, Take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Baseball fans, BetMGM is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season. Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, the next thing up. This is canceler consequence. Do we need to cancel? Or is there a justified consequence? Let's find out now. This is the segment of the show where we tell you whether people have been canceled or they're receiving consequences for their actions out in the world. And this is a dual aspect um, canceler consequence. The first one is Candace Owens. And we'll let Ralph uh, explain what is going on here. Okay, so um, Candace Owens got sued today and for uh, our uninitiated on Candace Owens. First of all, congratulations. Um, Candace Owens is a grifter of the highest order, probably one of the most successful grifters of my lifetime, who um, 
just has discovered the formula for both outrage and partisanship, turned it into a commentary job and a position as an authority figure on all things conservatism. Um, if you are a fan of Candace Owens, that is totally fine. I am personally telling you that um, she, I guess it's like anything else. It's, it's an acting job. Like she's, I'm telling you that she understands the formula and has earned her success as such. I yeah. am much more willing to believe that she is a genius at manipulation is not the right word. She's a genius at media attention um, uh, gathering. Uh, she 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 can grab and hold people's attention uh, very well. I I don't necessarily think that it's authentic. I think to exist in the talking head media ecosphere, you have to engage in some extremely disingenuous practices, especially rhetorically. A yeah. lot of slippery slope stuff. A lot of if then stuff. You have to ride the party line. There's a lot of stuff that you have to do that any normal person, any any like person who actually considers all sides of things isn't going to fall on one side or the other every single time. If you do, it's a grift period, because especially when the landscape shifts, landscapes always shifting yet somehow you are always on the one side, even if that position is different than it was five years ago. She's a master at it. She has gotten paid off of it. More power to her and anybody who celebrates her or is along for the ride with her. I'm not trying to insult you. I'm just saying it's a grift. She got sued. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Okay. She got sued for $20 million by a former congressional candidate. Um, I, I guess Baltimore would have been the district. Uh, Kimberly Klatchik, who if you are somebody who pays attention to politics, you would remember her as somebody who came out in defense of Donald Trump when Donald Trump was saying that Baltimore is a shit city. Yeah. Um, she came out and her whole thing was like, Donald Trump's right. Let's fix it. And she ran for Congress um, as a Republican in Baltimore. She was never going to win, but she did have a platform and uh, somehow has run afoul of Candace Owens. And, and, and they're in a little bit of a battle. And, and Candace Owens said some negative stuff about her, said that she spent all of her campaign funds on like cocaine and, and all. And all sorts of stuff. And so she's being sued by Kimberly Klatchik for defamation for $20 million. Candace Owen said that uh, Kimberly Klatchik is a former stripper fraud who has me blocked on every social media account since I exposed her shady FEC filings. She launched into an obviously frivolous lawsuit about me calling her a madam to avoid questions about her FEC filings. Now, if this goes forward, it's going to become an issue of discovery and everything like that. Candace Owens is going to have to prove that uh, um, Kimberly is a, uh, I guess she's going to have to prove that she ran prostitutes, does drugs, spent her money inappropriately. Um, slander, because libel's written, right? Slander. Yes. Or libel it, is, gonna be, it's tough to prove. It's uphill battle legally, no matter what. Um, but it is very interesting that you have a conservative commentator being sued by a conservative. Um, so, so is she receiving candidate? Yeah. So is she receiving consequences, or is she being canceled in Candace Owens? 
I say she's receiving consequences because she's not canceled. There is a crowd like the like those folks are still accepting of Candace Owens. The one, one day they will spit her back out like they like they do all black people who tap dance for them. And they will they will throw you back to 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 the wolves and there will be no safe place to land. So at this point in time, she still has a safe place to land. It may hit her in the pocketbook, but she's being receiving consequences for just patently like you can't call somebody a, a a candidate, a hooker, a drug addict, all of this stuff when you don't have proof, especially if it potentially impacted their candidacy on some level. So she, she I don't think it impacted her candidacy because it happened recently, but it says this, this is the statement from uh, the attorney. Jacob Frankel, Ms. Klatchik and her family continue to be harassed daily with Ms. Klatchik specifically receiving harmful and degrading comments because of the defamatory claims made by the defendant. Defendant has defamed and injured Ms. Klatchik. Accordingly, Ms. Klatchik initiates this action to vindicate her rights under civil law and seek compensatory and punitive damage as a result of the defendant's conduct. So if this moves forward, um, and I guess this whole thing originated out of Kimberly Klatchik saying good job to Joe Biden for making Juneteenth a holiday and Candace Owens saying that that was ridiculous um, in stronger terms than that, being very opposed to the idea of celebrating the end of uh, slavery as a federal holiday. Um, but she said that uh, there was tax fraud, finance fraud, money laundering that she did. She used the money to do drugs and worked as the madam of a strip club. Now you're going to enter into a position of, of discovery. I'm guessing where you're either going to have to prove that your your campaign funds weren't used for those things, or or if it, if this is allowed to go forward and isn't like thrown out with prejudice or whatever, if this is allowed to go forward, it's going to be it, she could end up costing herself a lot of money. If this had happened in England, if this specific interaction had happened in England, there's a really good chance that Kimberly Klatchik is cash and checks off Candace Owens for the rest of her life. Um, but in America, it's a little bit, you, you kind of have a little bit more liberty to what Candace Owens is going to have to do is go the Tucker Carlson route and basically say like, Hey, everybody knows that I'm a satire that yeah. anybody who takes me seriously is actually, um, well, that didn't re re remember Alex Jones tried to do that in, in his divorce and that didn't work. Well, you brought up Alex Jones. Here we have two prominent black female Republicans at each other's throats. Alex Jones just said that Donald Trump was stupid for trying to push the vaccine. Um, you have Tucker Carlson uh, going back and forth with, with um, other Republicans. You, you, you It kind of feels like we're at the point where even though the right is kind of united around this message that Joe Biden has completely bungled Afghanistan, you're, we're kind of at a point where they're also just eating each other alive. Yep. Yeah, and I, I think that that is probably indicative of the polarization of the political process that you have people who are like hitching your wagon to another candidate like that's above you in the pecking order is a bad idea because we've seen how many people have fallen from from grace who've made terrible choices. And if you hitched your wagon to, to Trump, yeah, there are people who follow Matt Gates and Marjorie Taylor uh, Tucker. I'm what, what's it? What Taylor green, Marjorie Taylor green. Yeah. Um, that there is a market for you, right? 
but that that you either have to be all in or all out on this, which is which is like anti good decision making, right? Is yeah. that you can't say I'm all in, I'm Ralph, I am all in with you, dude, no matter what. And then it's like, but then if Ralph goes to go slap Aaron in in, in the face, I should, uh. <laughs> I should, I'm saying like, even as a person who's associated with you, loves you, cares about you, I need to be like, yo, Ralph, that's, that's effed up, bro. You need to go to counsel. You need to go get help. What, whatever it is that I didn't agree with, just because I'm down with you, I still have to be able to say that. You know what I mean? Like, and that's where people refuse to do it. They they think that support means uh, unconditional, unwavering, no matter what you do. But when you're when you're in the middle of a grift, when the whole point of what you're trying to do is to be the prominent voice and example, and you're in there throwing elbows, and you're being competitive, and you only want people to hear you you are far more important than the values that you espouse. Yep. And usually the, the value it, on this level, if you're a professional pundit <laughs> and, and, and who knows, maybe someday a lot more people watch this uh, show than anybody that, that we're talking about. That's the goal. I mean, we create it, we create it for an audience. We hope that we're entertaining. We hope that we bring a modicum of, of, of uh, perspective that is rooted in truth. But I don't want to get to a point where we're doing this, where the stuff that we are saying is for the purpose of staying on the mountain and not because of it. It comes from a place of like my values or your values. Exactly. I don't, I don't want to be a person. I don't want to be a person who exists in the pundit ecosystem. Like we just saw, you know, Max Kellerman get booted from first take by Stephen A. Smith so that they can get even higher ratings than they already have with people just saying stuff loudly that they may or may not believe just to hold your attention. I don't ever want to get to that point. I want to be authentically myself. I believe you could be authentically yourself. We can have these conversations and you can get an audience from that. They can participate. It can become a community. I believe those things. I yep. want to believe that they're true. I want to believe that it's not always about who bangs the pots and pans against the ground the loudest to briefly hold your attention and then has to come up with a new way to do the exact same thing over and over and over. And that's who I believe Candace Owens to be. That's who a lot of these people on the right, I believe, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that they believe a lot of the things that they are saying. I think they do it because they are trying as hard as they can to carry attention. Yes. Because attention is time and money and that will help them come up. They don't care about you. They care about your attention Bro. because that can be monetized. Bro, you are 100% right. You could not be any more right. You could not be more writer. <laughs> than, more writer. Yeah, yeah, you could not be more writer. Um, all right, the next thing for cancel or consequence is Nirvana. N <laughs> bro, I can't even believe. I can't do this. <laughs> I can't do the Nirvana thing because the kid might be right. Okay, so so tell the tell tell the people what happened because first thing is, prior to seeing this story, I will be honest, I had never at any point in time 
Whoa. Her, seen this. No, I, I had, I've heard a Nirvana song. I don't know what the, the, I can't name one off the top of my, of my head, Whoa. but really? Yeah. I, I, my immediate re- response was almost like Nirvana breath. Now I was like, no, 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 no. It's Metallica breath. Man, you really, you really don't know any Nirvana songs. Like you couldn't name one. No, I can't just name a can Nirvana you, can song. You name, can you name a member of the band? Hell no. What the hell? Yeah. You can't name a single member of Nirvana. Yep. And you were a teenager in the early 90s. Yes. You didn't have white girls at your school crying when Kurt Cobain killed himself? Oh, I Kurt Cobain was in Nirvana? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Who yep. did you think Kurt Cobain was before today? I knew he was a m- musician. I just didn't know what band he was in. I knew he was. A, I didn't know whether he was a solo act or what. I just knew that I, I, I knew how he died. I knew all of those things. I just didn't know who he was associated to, to everybody else. Let me see. Top, top Nirvana songs. Now I know how people feel when I tell them I haven't seen any movie made before 1994. Like that, you have me in that position right now. I could not be more frustrated that you were in high school when they were the Beatles, essentially the Beatles for Gen X. Okay, so their lo- songs are lo- uh, Lounge Act, Sappy, In Bloom, Aneurysm, All Apologies. Drain you. Have you have come you as you are? Heart shaped like box. Smells yes. like Teen Spirit. Lithium. I feel. I feel like I've heard. You should know that song. Everyone should know that song. Hold on. Oh my god. This is rough. This is this is this is a, a brutal moment in podcasting. No, I'm serious, dude. Lithium. I feel. Just, can we? Can we stop? Can we stop for anybody who's not initiated into the life of George Reister? This is not because you're black. You probably know like 18 Jason Aldean songs by heart. Wait, 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 wait. That I would know what? I said you probably know like 18 Jason Aldean songs by heart. This is not because you're black. This no, no, dude, dude, dude. I know uh, Alanis Morissette's "Jagged Little Pill" from from back to front. You know, okay, okay, okay. So, me too. Absolutely, one of the best albums uh, any female solo artist has ever put out. Much less in in the '90s when it was the king. But how can you know "Jagged Little Pill" and not know? Nirvana? We're not even getting to the story, which is completely insane. Because I'm I'm having to like, oh Dude, man, I, I just turned this lithium song on. Yeah, there. <laughs> not 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 familiar i i'm i'm whoa not familiar at all like man i never like, thought you'd like lap the peanut butter and chocolate thing but this is like <laughs> this is like the russell westbrook stat line of i cannot believe 
this is like a 20 point, 20 rebound, 20 assist, triple double of I cannot believe that you that you don't know anything. Oh, okay, you dude. I know smells like teen, teen spirit, though. Everybody would have to. That'd be like not knowing happy birthday. No. Okay. Okay, so give me this. Okay, so, okay, so so I, I didn't know the name of the of the song, so I don't know lithium, but I but I do know yeah yeah that the, the, the smells <laughs> like teen teen spirit, dude. I know that, I know okay. that. Do you know who Nirvana's drummer was, bro? If I didn't know Kurt Cobain was in there, it, it I I know it's not I know it's not the uh, two drummers that I know the most, which are Travis Barker. Okay. And Tommy Lee. It's not either one of them. So aside, okay. aside from them, I don't know. All right. Have you ever heard of the Foo Fighters? Yes. Okay. So the lead singer of the Foo Fighters, Dave Grohl, was the drummer for Nirvana. He went from a drummer to a lead singer? Yes. Well, their lead singer uh, was unavailable to continue making music on account of not being alive anymore. Damn. So he- Wrote some of his own songs, form a, a band, and they've been one of the biggest rock bands for the last 20 plus years. 25 years more. Yeah, so anyway, uh, one of their album covers, um, a, a band that most other people, I'm assuming, that listen to this would have heard. Dude, one of their I, and, covers, and I haven't heard Heart Shaped Pop Box either, but okay, go on. Okay. <laughs> this is ridiculous. One of their album covers was a baby underwater chasing a dollar on a string. Yes. The album was called Nevermind. That baby grew up to be a person who is now suing the Nirvana estate for $2.5 million because he says he feels exploited by having his baby penis showing on the cover of one of the biggest albums of all time. Wait, one of the biggest albums of all time? Oh, my God, dude. Bro, no way. No way. No way. What would you okay? So what would you consider? Let's do this. What would you consider the a, a couple of albums to be one of the biggest of all time, like sales wise? And we'll compare it. Okay. Uh give me an album. Thriller. Thrill. Okay, well, I, I think you're probably not gonna you're probably not gonna beat Thriller. Um The Beatles, that that the uh, white album. That's okay. very popular. Uh Thriller uh, sold 66 million copies. So I don't, uh, I, or between 66 and a hundred million copies. It is the best selling album of all time. So you got, you got that one. Um, okay. Um, I know Britney Spears had one like, uh, Britney Spears, Adele's 21, um, Usher, okay, so Usher let's, Confessions, let's Santana. Let's take Adele or Usher's Confessions, okay? Okay. Ooh, um, ooh, and that Pink Floyd album, the one with the rainbow going through the triangle. Okay, uh, because you said you you were a college student and saw that on a dorm room wall. I'm guessing. Yes, I did. I didn't know what it what it meant at that point in point in time. I it I it took underst- me going to college to find out who Bob Marley was because of dorm room walls as well. All right, so Twenty One by Adele sold 18 million copies in 2011, and then another. Uh, eight eight million after I think it, it got close to close to thirty million, which was crazy for the time because we entered the the era of uh, singles selling more than albums. Okay. 
Nirvana's Nevermind sold over 30 million copies. What? Yeah. And it's rock. It's not even like pop. It's not like Adele was popular for everybody. Nirvana was people who wore flannel and were upset at their father. Bro, there's no way. <laughs> Nirvana, never mind. That poster uh, of the album cover. Oh, one, I, mean, I mean, it has a naked baby on it. So like that's. That's wild. Anyway, the kid is suing the band because he says that he feels exploited because he was a naked baby on the cover of that album. My guess is he probably just needs money, but at the same time, it is definitely weird that there was a baby penis on an album that sold 30 million copies. There, there, there definitely is. And so the question is, are they being canceled or are they receiving consequences? <sighs> This is definitely uh, would fall more under the cancellation type thing because you can't go back in time. We've tried to explain this to Zoomers 400 billion different times that trying to go back in time and get upset at somebody for something that happened 30 years ago is not you can't go back and erase history. Right. Can should this kid be compensated? Maybe. I mean, that's probably for for a court to decide Nirvana or the estate of Nirvana is going to have to make some type of argument or whoever owns their masters or whatever is going to have to make some type of argument that this isn't sexual. Um, the babies are naked. Sometimes it, it babies have had their butt show on a million different, like commercial posters and stuff like that for, you know, like Johnson and Johnson lotion and, and all that stuff that it's all going to come down to the fact that it was the front of a naked baby. Yep. I, uh, my guess is an enterprising attorney probably came to him and said, we could turn this into some quick cash. And if he can, okay. I mean, okay, here, here, here's the truth, bro. Is that I think that, oh, oh, all right. So the issue was, is that his parents didn't necessarily sign a release or something like that. It was probably a handshake agreement. Oh yeah. You can use this picture or they just used it. Right. And the parents were like, well, nobody's going to know whose baby that that uh, is. And truth be told is nobody knew who the baby was until he uh, did it. But then there's the aspect of you should have known better. Putting a naked baby like waist down on a on an album cover is a bad idea that. I know that it's socially less socially acceptable now, but somebody then should have been like, yo, it's a bad, bad idea. And sometimes you have to pay for things that you messed up even unintentionally. So give the, I don't know if I give them $2 million. I give them a couple hundred thousand and be like, yo, sorry. I mean, like that's the only thing that you can do. I'm, I'm not getting ready to sit here and fight this out in court. I'll be like, look, Let's let's settle this thing. I'm not giving you two million dollars, period. Yeah. So. All right. So so here's a couple of weird things about this lawsuit in particular. This guy, his name is Eldon. I don't want to give him too much. Attention. This, this whole thing is just super weird. He, he has posed. He's recreated this picture four different times. On what? The 10th anniversary, the 17th anniversary, the 20th and 25th anniversary. He did the pose with swim trunks on. So obviously, like up through that 
point, it was not something that he was considering to be relatively. Oh, well, then he used it to capitalize on the fame of all of it. He's asking for at least one hundred and fifty thousand dollars from each of the defendants, including surviving band members, Dave Grohl and Chris Novoselic, Courtney Love, who was Kurt Cobain's uh, significant other at the time, the executor of Kurt Cobain's estates. But he also (laughs) named Chad Canning, who was the drummer before this album was ever made he didn't drum on the album he wasn't around for the photo shoot well then what if, he what? was out of the band oh they just named that. everybody that could possibly be right right so that means that he should get one hundred and fifty thousand dollars and go on his 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 way because i'm not getting ready to spend you know fifty thousand dollars or a hundred thousand dollars litigating this no here's 150 now shoo Get it. Get get out of my face. Right. And so anyway, he he also thinks the album cover is genius. He has Nevermind tattooed on his chest. Um, He. Oh, he just wants to be paid for his name, image and likeness. Right. And he even gave a quote one time that said it's hard not to go. This is back in 2016. It's hard not to get upset when you hear how much money was involved. I go to a baseball game and think about it. Man, everybody at this baseball game has probably seen my baby penis. I feel like I got part of my human rights revoked. Dude, stop. Stop. This is drama queen! Drama king! Like, do you this... think, what, what do you think he's going to walk away with? $150,000. All right. I will hit the over. I don't know if we'll ever find out, but Spencer Eldon... Good luck. Everybody has seen your baby. I thought you weren't going to say his, say his whole name. I don't at this point. You are, you, you are. He has the album tattooed on his chest, You are now like, uh, Jalil Tucker's father. Good job, dude. (laughs) All right. Well, here's the deal. At least he can take solace in the fact that you had never seen him naked. Yep. Because you didn't even know who this band was, what this album was, or anybody in what would be considered to be one of the biggest rock bands of all time? Yeah, sure. Um, all right. The next thing, <laughs> I mean, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to hear it, did it, did it really happen? Um, and, and you know, I like all types of music. I like all types of music. So the, the effect that I don't know Nirvana songs, that means they're probably not that great. Did um, you just say Nirvana? Y- yeah. Oh. Nirvana. This can't be like how you can't say the word volume. It's just Nirvana. It's, it's like volume. three syllables. Nirvana. <laughs> Nirvana. Yeah. N I R. It says near. Near? Are you are you like a <laughs> Norse, Danish, Icelandic person? <laughs> no, near. N I R. Near. Oh my goodness. How That's do you a- how do you pronounce N I R? Nir. Man, if you don't get out of here, eh, right. eh, letter I, eh, short sounding I, eh, Mm-mm. near, yes, near, eh, eh, near, eh, near, eh, near, that's what not, exactly what you just said. No, I'm not taking pronunciation lessons from somebody who didn't even know this word a minute ago. I knew that Nirvana existed. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 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 then help me. What religion is it part of? The concept of Nirvana. Buddhism, fool. Okay. You, you sure? Yes. Okay. 
Is that because you Google Nirvana to find out what the band is and boot? No, bro. I, I, I know about, uh, <laughs> that's, that's where I learned about like karma and actual Dharma, which is different. It's the opposite of karma. So you actually probably shouldn't even say good karma because good karma is actually Dharma, but oh, okay. You keep trying me homeboy. I'm no, I'm with you there. I'm with you. That is a pet peeve. It is a pet peeve when people, uh, when, when people say they need some good karma, uh, I always kind of look at them a little bit sideways. Cause I'm like, I don't think you do. <laughs> no, you actually want Dharma, but I, 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 I digress. I feel like I just earned some points with, with Ralph right there. Um, <laughs> cause you did not expect me to know that. You are one of the smartest people I know. You just have these pockets of <laughs> just like it's not even ignorant. It's just like it doesn't exist. <laughs> I'm afraid to ask about like big stuff that happened. I'm I am. I am. What are you talking to, about? I'm afraid to ask you if you know the president between the bushes. <laughs> what are you, are you serious? I just don't know what you're doing in the 90s, man. <laughs> man, what are you talking about? I was listening to... I was at church in the 90s, man. They probably weren't playing Nirvana with pictures of naked babies at church. No, man. I was listening to, to like Helen Baylor, Larnell, uh, the, going to Winans concerts. And, the Winans. Uh, yeah. No, I feel... Yeah. yeah. I feel you for sure. I yeah. Mean, the white version of that's like Point of Grace and... Yeah. Yeah, it was listening to like DC Talk and um and all the rest of the other Christian bands and li- Yeah, did li- anybody li- think that they were to- gonna get a a DC talk reference on the rice or wrong podcast. Exactly. Dude, listening to Derek uh, um Kenneth Kenneth Hagen Jr., Kenneth Copeland. Um yeah, all the rest of them, dude. Going to f- fick with them and every the yeah. Um <laughs> And and quietly. Oh, so quick, quick story. So the first album that I ever bought, right? Okay. Because um, the the first album that I ever bought, because my my parents wouldn't let me listen to secular music, despite me always being around secular music everywhere else, right? So I go to go buy an album from the the uh, warehouse. I was with my my best friend at the time. Love the warehouse. Michael Eisner. Who uh, who's now a DJ? So we used to always go to. <laughs> okay, you're aware that his name is that. I yes. Almost... Okay. Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. You were hanging out with Michael Eisner. <laughs> yes. So um, so, and they they are related, but um, so he's a DJ. His name is DJ Splice. He's like a famous. DJ, but who knew that, you know, little white kid from Buckley would turn out to be a DJ. I laughed at him when he got his first turn t- turntables. He was like, I'm going to go be a DJ. I was like, okay. <laughs> and, um, and, and he was like, oh, you're going to go be an NFL player. Okay. <laughs> so, but, um, so any, anyways, so we were at the warehouse and I had a choice, right? So you, you know how you should be able to go to the place and listen to the music on, on the headphones to see if you wanted to buy it or not. Yeah. Way well, pre COVID. Yeah. So I decide that. So, and I knew whatever album I brought home, my parents were going to listen to it from cover to cover to see if it was acceptable for me to have in this house. Right. So right. we were going to have a listening party when we got home. The, the uh, choices that were, 
I bought an, uh, it was Solo. There's an album called Solo. Okay. I'm sorry, a group called Solo. And they sang like 60s doo-wops kind of um, with like a modern touch. But like their, their famous song was, where do you want me to put it? If you want me to get it right, tell me, watch what I do with it. Do you do you remember that song? Yes. Okay. Uh, that was their. It said, it says that was their second biggest song in the U.S. It topped at eight on the R&B charts, mm-hmm. three on the dance charts. The only song they had that was bigger than that was called Heaven. Yeah. Yep. Heaven okay. on the yep. Yep. Heaven. It, it was. It was on the same album. So. So where, where do you want me to put it? Was definitely not about like stock and shelves. Cor- cor- correct. So and the but but there was no cuts cuts words in it, even though there were some sexual re- references. And the other album that I wanted was Dog Food by the Dog Pound. Okay. So obviously that wasn't gonna fly when I got home. So I went with. Um, solo instead. So that that's the end of the story. And did uh, you get away with it? Yes, we literally listened to it from cover to cover, and I was cringing like, "Ooh, I don't know, I don't know." And then they were like, "Okay, you're fine." My first album I ever owned, cassette tape, uh, was it was a like a best of 1989 or something like that. And it had manic Monday by the Bengals. And this is how we do it. I've, I've, Jordan on I've heard both of those songs track. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't remember it. There was a bunch of other songs on there, but it was a mix. And then after that, because I was in the same situation where I, the music I listened to had to be clean. I, uh, I had the album 1976 by Amy Grant. Okay. Um, who I didn't realize was like super scandalous in the Christian community for getting divorced or whatever but same 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 deal same deal okay. it had to be see, had to be music see all of those things were more popular than nirvana the following is a high five moment from high five casino.com welcome to burger yippee would you like a hot apple pie today yes yes yeah i won Woo-hoo! so that's a yes on the apple pie i just went big time playing high five casino on my phone real cash prizes free daily rewards over 1200 games yeah. so yes or no on the apple pie Woo! <laughs> i won again i'll take that as a yes drive around have you had your high five moment today only at high five casino.com high five casino is a social casino no purchase necessary void we're prohibited play responsibly conditions apply see website for details high five casino your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Spectrum One is a big deal. You get Spectrum Internet with the most reliable internet speeds, free advanced Wi-Fi for enhanced security and privacy, and a free Spectrum Mobile Unlimited line with nationwide 5G included, all while saving big for the big speed, big reliability and big savings you want get spectrum one just $49.99 a month for 12 months visit spectrum.com slash big deal for full details offer subject to change valid for qualified residential customers only service not available in all areas restrictions apply baseball fans bet mgm is giving you the chance to win a prize every day during the baseball season 
Step into the batter's box for BetMGM's Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. Pick an area of the strike zone and take your best swing. If you get a single, double, triple, or home run, you'll receive a prize. Smash a home run to collect a bonus bet on us. Just log into your BetMGM sports account to get started. Then visit your promotions section to access the Swing for the Fences free-to-play game. There's nothing more exciting than going yard with the king of sportsbooks. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. Must be 21 plus and present in Ohio. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards vary depending on market and expire 24 hours from issuance. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In partnership with MGM Northfield Park. All right, uh, now it is time for the best of social media, where we literally show you the best things from social media. Now, 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 here's the best of social media. Here's the first thing up. Um, this is something that I have no comprehension in my mind for. Ralph, Ralph knows that there's about a 0% chance that I would take part in this cult. Mountain Dew. So oh Mountain God. Dew has decided that they want to be uh, terrorists and put out flaming hot Mountain Dew. I don't eat flaming hot Cheetos, even though I like spicy food. I don't eat flaming hot Cheetos. I don't eat that. They even turned it into macaroni and cheese. Bro, there's yes. n- yeah, do, what do you think the chance is that I would eat flaming hot um that I would drink flaming hot Mountain Dew. Definitely zero, unless it was like fifteen dollars a can, and then you'd be like, "Well, it's more about you can't afford it, and I can, so I'm gonna drink this flaming hot Mountain Dew to flex on my friends." Then you might, probably not. Probably what? Not, you <laughs> it looks gross. I don't think you'd subject yourself to something disgusting, even to. Uh, would your kids? Would your kids try this? Yes, absolutely. I'm going to be honest. I think that hot is not a flavor that we're going to get in some dicey territory here because I formed this opinion and forged it in fire and was very passionate about it before ever trying Nashville hot chicken. Okay. So now that I've had Nashville hot chicken, I'm going to go back on my very strong opinion that I held for 10 plus years that hot is not a flavor. Uh, I felt very strongly for a very long time that hot was just not a flavor at all. Yeah. So hot Cheetos, hot Takis, all this stuff, you're just burning your mouth. Uh, Also, shout out to Reservation Dogs, the best show on television. And it has quite a bit. It has uh, one of the main characters gets massive stomach issues from only eating hot chips. Dude. Um, But I did see that Nashville, there was Nashville hot Cheetos at Circle K the other day. And I was tempted. Okay, dude. There are... There are. I would try this. There is. Of course, you would try it, dude. D- 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 you are their target audience to 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 try this. I don't like Mountain Dew and I don't like hot stuff, but it is like it, the novelty of it. Yes. Um. And I, for one, I just would not. There's no way that I would try it. Um. But I, I mean, well, if if somebody had it and they were like, "Hey, yo, try it, try this," I might take a sip, but I wouldn't purchase it. Um. It looks fake. The picture of the flaming hot Mountain Dew looks fake, but I'm guessing in a couple of weeks so you're going to see it. Yep. Oh, it's already you can already buy it off of. It's sold out. It is. This is what happened. See, 
It is sold out on the Mountain Dew website. Didn't know Mountain Dew had a website. Uh, $12 for a six pack coming soon to the Dew store. Oh, it's not it's it's um it's not sold out. It just hasn't been released yet. So on August 31st on store.mountaindew.com, you can buy a six pack of flaming hot Mountain Dew for $12. Not okay. That sounds amazing. Um or not. Uh all right, the next thing up is Evan Fournier, who just got a big contract to go to the New York Knicks. He's pissed off about the way he looks in NBA 2K. (laughs) Okay. Okay, that's bad. That's bad. He looks like if Jason Manzoukas shaved. He, uh, that's really bad. Everything about it is very creepy. Looks like a, a, a guy who hasn't slept in a very, very long time. Um, I feel bad for him. I guess this is 2K Mobile. It's pretty awful, man. He lo- he looks he looks like he's about to turn, like he's in World War Z on the verge of becoming a zombie. Dude, they messed up. He looks like Kyle Anderson right right now. <laughs> That's who he looks look, looks like. Kyle Anderson, who plays for the he he still plays for the Spurs. He plays somewhere else now. If you if you came across the guy on the left that is showing the picture of Evan Fournier, if you came across him on the street, I would fully expect him to try to talk to you for 30 minutes about being able to hear the government in his left shoe. <laughs> Hell yeah. And so Fournier tweeted, I'm sick of this shit. I'm sick of you doing this to me. And I thought he it was said every effing year. Yep. All he, right. he has looked pretty goofy in some of their previous games. Yep. All right, the next year, the the next thing up is a letter that Adam Schefter received. He said, hello, gentlemen. I've been a fan of both of your works on the various shows of ESPN platforms. He, Oh, this is sent to Field Yates and Adam Schefter. You both do great work, and I appreciate it. For informational purposes, I'm a retired radio TV announcer, a commercial voice, and vo- voiceover artist. So I know how to pronounce the words. The problem is you don't. He could be talking to you right now. I, I, that, that felt violent. Um, you regularly and routinely fuck up the name of the Miami quarterback. His name is Tua, as as he put in quotes, Tagovailoa. Yet you two assholes regularly and continuously <laughs> mispronounce it when you say uh, Tua Tagovailoa, and there's no tango in his name. And tell that asshole Greeny as well, he's not worth a letter. Continued success. <laughs> this is a funny le- This is like. Th- the worst part is he's aggressive. wrong. He's wrong because They're- Tua is actually on video saying that his name is um, Tongo Vailoa. Tongo, like with a tongue, like your tongue in your mouth, not tango. I, Correct. Tongo, I, I don't know. Tongo Vailoa. I think we should. He, here's the problem. The problem is, if you let somebody say your name wrong for long enough, you don't get a choice. Yep. It's like the Chrissy Teigen, Chrissy Teigen thing. Yep. Nobody's going to call her Chrissy Teigen. She let yep. it happen. Yep. She's Chrissy Teigen now. Yep. And just like my my son, Damon, people call him Damien so many times that he's like, I don't even correct him all the time. 
I have a guy who works for me and with me who can't say my name and it's one syllable. He can't he's say Ralph. Ab- right. And he's the absolute best, like coolest guy. Best Ralph. at what he does. Ralph. Incredible. You've met him. He is fantastic. How does he say your name? Rolf. Rolf. Like oh, oh, like a like a German, like Rolf. Like the dog from The Simpsons or the Muppets or Sesame Street or wherever Rolf is. The oh, I was, I was about, about to say, if you're going to ask me about The Simpsons, I've probably in my entire life seen 30 minutes of The Simpsons. Oh, yeah, yeah. That that would be why Nirvana was really big on The, on the Simpsons. Oh, see? Yep. All right. <laughs> oh, see? See, you can tell me anything about Nirvana and I'll believe it. All right. Thank you guys. Speaking of Nirvana, why don't you say Tua Tago Viloa? Because the because there's a vowel after the next letter, so then that makes it a hard <laughs> that makes it a hard sounding vowel. Give me one example in the entire English language, and I will give you a long time <laughs> to do it, of where an I is followed by two consonants and has an E sound in it. I don't want to have this argument. That just that we 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 got hung up on the the idea that you were a teenager in the '90s and 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 didn't know what Kurt Cobain was famous for is incredible. It's just incredible. It's there's nothing against you. It's just I amazing. knew he was a musician. What are you talking about? Right, but like, but like, it would be like not know. It would be like if Baby Spice died. And then 30 years later, we're having a conversation on a co- uh, podcast and you'd be like, wait, Baby Spice was in the Spice Girls? No, because her name is the the the, the, the Spice part is in there. It, it would be like saying. Um, but there was no like Kurt Cobain solo album. It was only Nirvana. It wasn't like it, it wasn't. Like, How do you uh, supposed to know all the members of a of a band, dude? I can't even name all the members of Boys to Men, let 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 alone Nirvana. Just because it was that, I'm just saying because it was that big. It was that big. You don't need to know all the members of the band. Boys to Men was is, bigger than there is one Nirvana. name. There's one name that you need to know in New Edition, right? Ralph Ralph Tresvant. <laughs> oh God, here we fuck. <laughs> no. <laughs> But that is good. That is good. I, he was one of the better Ralphs growing up. I mean, who? Who who, who are you talking about? Are you talking about... Um, Come on, I mean, man. I mean, Bell, 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 Bell Biv DeVoe came up out of there? Okay. All right. All right. Um, thank you guys for listening to Stubborn. the Reister Wrong <laughs> Podcast. I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Hampton. Peace out. Catch you guys on Friday. High Five Casino is a social casino with real prizes and big Vegas hits at HighFiveCasino.com. The hottest games right from Vegas and all winnings go straight to your bank account. Hundreds of exclusive games, free daily rewards, and come back to get free coins every four hours. Only at HighFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino is a social casino. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited. Play responsibly. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details at HighTheNumberFiveCasino.com. High Five Casino. You wouldn't expect to hear that we're America's third best city for beer like this one. Or home to vibes like this. And this. It might surprise you that we're top 10 for immersive art that's like. Whoa. And. Hmm. Not to mention, we have one of the top zoos in the country. So can a city with the country's best pro soccer team, ranking as a top culinary destination in the world, be in your own backyard? Yes, Columbus. 
Plan your summer at experiencecolumbus.com slash summer. Your credit card should match your lifestyle. At Kemba Financial Credit Union, choose a card with benefits that work for you. For a limited time, all cards have 2% cash back on purchases and 0% interest on balance transfers for a year. Apply at Kemba.org. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply.